0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Free State Podcast. I am your host, Brian Konkoski, with a very special co-host, Jacob from Rise of Liberty. Jacob, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm great. So uh, this is uh, usually a Maryland-based or oriented podcast, and uh, the co-host is from Utah, right? Utah. Correct. And uh, our guest is from Colorado. So this is not Maryland-based. At all tonight, but it will be based. I can promise you that it will be a very based episode. Uh, so, our special guest tonight is uh, Jessica Fensky. Most of us know her as on Twitter as Forest Mommy, and she is running for local office. Which, sure, it's not Maryland, but I definitely focus on uh, local offices. So, here we go. Uh, Jessica Fensky is running for Avada City Council District Four in Colorado. Um, and I'm, this is her blurb from her website. She said, Welcome to Irvada District Four. Thank you for showing interest in my campaign. I have been in Colorado for 33 years and living in District Four for uh of Ervada since 2010. Over the last three years, it has become apparent to me that the people in control of our government do not have the citizens' best interests at heart. I am not a professional politician, just a politically active uh concern member of our community. I want to make sure that the government is kept in check and our freedom is represented. I hope to blaze a new path in local government, overcoming the obstacles that I might face on this journey. Thank you so much for any donations given, and I hope you can respect you in the fullest. Follow Forest Mommy on Twitter and Forest Mommy Co. on Instagram for events to come out and meet me. So, with that being said, let's bring up Forest Mommy.
1: <laughs> it's so Jessica, cheesy. Forest it's Mommy.
0: So cheesy. You gotta be cheesy. Look, I ran for office too. You have got to be cheesy. It's true. Turn- you you gotta you gotta appeal to the the boomers and the the dorks. You gotta be and, and you know us normal people. We can you know recognize. Okay, there's a cheesiness because they're a politician, right? They're they're running for office, so we know they're not that cheesy in real life. We just, <laughs> yes. just know it, so it's okay. The cheesy is good. Okay. Good. Um, if my if my website was still up, I would read you my website, and I can guarantee it's it's equally or if not more cheesy than yours.
1: I mean, my whole, everything has been cringe. Everything I do is cringe. So I guess it's not like. Cringe is good. Cringe
0: (laughs) Cringe is good when it comes to politics. It really is. If the more cringy you can be to us, then you're probably appealing to a broader uh, spectrum of, of the audience and the voter base. So yeah, yeah, you've definitely, you definitely have to throttle, throttle yourself a lot in your beliefs and kind of what you say and kind of your, just your personality when you're running for office, because if you're just, like, it, it sucks to say it, and it's kind of against, like, libertarian ideals, but if you just run completely as yourself, then you're going to piss people off, and you may not win, and the goal is to win, right? So, uh, yes. I get it, absolutely. <laughs>
1: yes, thank you. Mean, thank you for the intro. I, thank you for inviting
2: me on. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for coming on. Yes. Last time I ran, I kind of just ran to piss people off and say base things, and I, oh, made I don't base. Yep. I made the newspaper and was able to uh, be quoted as saying that we should end government involvement in schooling, period, right in the newspaper. So I got it and framed it.
1: <laughs> that's like the most important part I find, too, is that we have this platform. I, I can't even believe I have this platform with Twitter and stuff. So it's like, oh, I'm going to proselytize liberty, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, like, they're right. not gonna, and that's already everything went kind of crazy already with papers and stuff, too. But it's like, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Right. Like well, let's
0: right let's start off with that what what was that feud it, it seemed like a feud between you and a local journalist that was going on uh can you can you talk about that
1: yes it's so silly because it's just all it was really was our local this local news station nine news they would the guys would post on at his hold on <coughs> excuse me they were, as they were posting with all the COVID stuff, we, you know, Twitter is great because you can like, sorry, I'm out of focus. You can, you can tell these guys off, you know, when they the wrong information and be like, no, that's wrong. Right? Like you suck. So that's, I don't know if that's where it exactly started, but um, so in January, another one of my friends got the same guy threatened to dox one of my friends. <laughs> so like this guy's like a serial, he does this, right? So I did a I did a story about it where I gave out my name, my friend gave out his name, and we were, we talked about how this guy's like this ethical journalist on like a, a state an NBC affiliate station was like threatening to dox my friend and like he pulled up a old picture, a old mug shop from when my friend was like 18 with weed or something, you know, and was like, I'm gonna post this. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> it was crazy. So then fast forward which I had this guy blocked and like he had me blocked. Sorry, the sun just came out. It's super bright. Um, so I, I ran or I, I went and filed my affidavit. And of course, cause I'm Mises caucus and our whole thing is local government. And I didn't want to do this. It's <laughs> my, our campaigns director out here has talked, kind of talked me into it. Like you might as well run. Cause I even just wanted to get on the ballot because the more of us they have on the ballots, the better, but for any position, right? So, That's what I thought. I was like, well, I I won't run a huge campaign, but I'll get on the ballot. (laughs) So, yeah, then 12 hours later, this guy, he must have saw me post about it and then, like, was just waiting for it to be posted on the city website, my affidavit. And then he just made this post the next day, like, trying to make me look bad. And he posted my actual affidavit with nothing redacted on it. So, technically doxing, even though it's public information. But... Yeah, was, that was weird. I wasn't expecting that in my first twelve hours.
0: <laughs> so. I uh, I have a kind of it wasn't a journalist. It was actually the person I was running against. Um, I have a I have a criminal record. I'm very open about it. Uh, it was marijuana related charges, and I actually uh, the guy that I was running against, who has been in office in the for sixteen years in the same seat, um, he wanted wanted to you know link up and and you know go to lunch or something so you know first off the, the weird thing was that he went to a location that had no alcohol to me that's that's weird like you want to go to a diner that doesn't serve alcohol like you're you're a dork right like let's at least have a beer over this shit um so I, i'm eating my <laughs> my food and he's eating his salad with no alcohol lame and uh he threatened to bring up my criminal past, and i was like dude sure go please go ahead Uh, we'll see what yeah let's talk about about it yeah let's talk about it like (laughs) let's talk about how i got arrested for marijuana when you know us as libertarians it's it's a it's a closing shut case when we talk about marijuana laws and uh and i was like you can go ahead and talk about it i don't care uh Uh, the fact that I have 16 years, of your voting history in public office. That's all I need to know. And we'll decide. I literally (laughs) told him, let people decide what people think is worse. So it's, it's funny when you start to kind of shake the, the base of your local political, uh, uh, sphere, then the, they come, they come charging hard, quick, just somebody questioning something different. Um, so with questioning things different, why do you think that you were so immediately targeted by this journalist?
1: Honestly, I think that journalist is a psychopath, but like, I don't know if, cause a lot of, we were calling them out to the base level too, that they work for this parent company that's owned by Pfizer basically. Right. So these guys are just, we've been calling all this kind of stuff out. So who knows if it was just him being like a, catty man and doing this or what, but he really, he really thought he did something like he really was like, she hates government and wants to be in government. (laughs) People were like, sweet, that sounds so cool. (laughs) So like, that's just how like insulated they are too. that. They hate people on Twitter that much for calling them out when they say wrong stuff to the point where they (laughs) want to put my address on the internet. Like, I can't imagine being that mad. So who knows? Who knows if it was? I don't know. But then it after that happened, there was two other. One was actually a paper where they interviewed me, but she made me look stupid. But I like, cool, too. And the guy I'm running against was <laughs> like, she sounds disruptive. <laughs> I'm like, that makes me like happy. That makes me like want to keep doing it. You know? I'm disruptive already. All I did was sign up but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's true that that's like the guy you said who've been in forever the guy I'm against he's been in for 12 years already he's now he's moving to a district seat. He used to be at large and he's termed out at large and so now he's trying you know so these like I definitely put a little they were not expecting me to come along and do this, so that has been kind of cool. That stuff would been cool.
0: That's what I found was the cool part was that I came out of just absolutely nowhere. Yeah. No, I was. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a local business person. I just came out of nowhere, put my name on the ballot, and here I am. I I had people talking about me quickly. So my race was. I don't, I'm not trying to make this about me, but I, it's a fun to relate and talk to another yeah, you know no, libertarian it. running for local office. Um. When, when I decided to run, it was like two days after that, the Democrat dropped out. I don't know why. I don't think it had anything to do with me. So I was a two way race against me and a Republican in a pretty red district. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Dan Cox. He ran for governor uh, in Maryland this past year and he was Trump's guy, right? Well, the majority of the people that were like verbally and talking to me, telling me they were supporting me were Dan Cox people. Right. And so I had, I had this weird mix of support where it was, you know, the Democrats that were going to vote for me just as a, a vote against the Republican. And then I had these hardcore MAGA Republicans that were voting for me uh, just because they wanted to vote against the establishment Republican party. So it's, it's, it's so cool. Like, being in that mix. Like, yeah, I don't agree with either of you for the most part, but the fact that you're both supporting me is, is really cool. And that's really cool about local politics is that, you know, it's not what you see on the, the national media, what you see on Twitter day to day, like you never know what people are going to vote. And uh, like, how has that been for you? Like, what's your support? Is it like, of course, we got to kind of lean it towards either Democrat or Republican or, right. or certain subsections of that. So, like, what have you experienced thus far of like where the majority of your support is coming from?
1: I just want to apologize for how bright it is. It <laughs> sounds <it's> like <laughs> you can go behind a hill in like any second. Um. So, what funny enough, right before I planned to run, um, starting in January, I started going to more events and stuff, and I'd been making friends with some GOP people in my area who were like, they're sick of the GOP. The GOP is a mess out here. They're like, we're a mess. I'm like, hey, I'm in the Libertarian Same Party here. too. <laughs> we all get it, right? <laughs> so there was people who had been following me on Twitter even. Like there's this girl, I I consider her my friend now. And she's, I was like, well, you want to follow me on Twitter? I'm a little crazy. And she was like, I've been following you for a while, you know? so. <laughs> So yeah, it's, there's actually a lot of GOP support for me. They're not running anybody. It's a nonpartisan race, right? Okay. Um, which was funny because when I, on the affidavit, I just put libertarian. I, I didn't. I wasn't even thinking. I was like, libertarian party of Colorado. Like, if it's nonpartisan, then that doesn't matter anyways, right? Well, they made it matter in the paper. They were like, oh, oh gonna... these libertarians <laughs> signed up, and because there's another libertarian running in another district as well, Merle Hendrickson. So it's kind of like they made such a big deal, but anyway, so yeah, it's been the GOP support. There's people who've been involved in the city council politics for the last 20 years I've made friends with. And the guy I'm running against had been, uh, they had attempted to recall him before. So I have the actual signatures from that recall against him and stuff just because people want to help me. So they've been like meeting with me and like giving me all the like dirty politics stuff. That's like, this is great. So, um, definitely from the right side I'm getting a lot of support I don't think they're gonna run anyone because it would kind of split the vote it would be like the opposite problem with the liberty you know since I signed up first so who knows it seems like a lot of support from the right I haven't talked much to the left yet since I haven't done door knocking but I think I'll I think that'll be when I figure you know get more Mm. of those opinions especially in like a like tract home neighborhood with the, the the white bitches at home and stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, Again, look, but, I'm a white bitch too. Just vote yeah, for me, like, right? Like, <laughs> Let's
2: look
1: right at you. So, yeah. But no, the, the random support from all the different groups. And we have like We Are Change out here is pretty – like I feel like they're supporting – they're not like in my district or anything, but they've been super supportive and friendly towards me. Like all these different groups, health freedom groups, all these like the – uh I think he's Green Party or something, but he's like loves me and emails me all the We fought against the bill together. So, like, we're buds now, you know. <laughs> well,
0: that's what it's about, right? That's, I mean, uh, Mises, we're all Mises people here. Um, you know, single issue coalitions are, are a big deal with the Mises people. And it's, personally, I take single issue coalitions super huge because you can build coalitions like that and you can have a friend for life. Sure, you, you recognize you don't agree on everything, but, you know, here's somebody that knows some people that is, you know, encouraging your, your campaign. So that's big. It's definitely big.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. And because we're, I mean, you guys experienced this too, when you ran your campaign, we don't have act blue or whatever the right side. I think there's a call win red or something like we don't have that. We have a married gang of friends <laughs> where mm-hmm. there's a couple people who are half of them are on the board for the state parties and are like busy <laughs> as hell anyways, you know, but they still want to do this and help out. So like, that's it just that has been that's makes me feel better about doing it, just knowing it's so organic and like it's so I was worried about campaigning. So that was like it was I was so thankful that dude did that to me because I was like, I hate asking for money. And he helped me like fundraise for my if I wanted to, I bet I could run off of what I have right now. You know, i yeah. so it's like thank you dude because i was so worried <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the worst part is you know asking for money that yeah. sucked that absolutely so i the way i convinced people was i uh did a raffle for a 3d printer so that and people that's went all idea. over it. Yeah. yeah and uh there's so, only so, uh, like
1: something they could get out of that
0: yeah there is something and and yeah. you have so many it's You have to play by the rules according, you know, every state's different, but we were able to do a a raffle and, uh, you know, i raised, that's pretty much how I raised the majority of my money was from one 3d printed raffle because you start to realize how little money you need to do what you want to do. Right. It's different if you like want to do commercials, radio commercials, TV commercials, like that starts, that's a different, you know, kind of, uh, train of thought. But you wanna get the street signs that or the yard signs that you want. You wanna get the the, the know, reading hair. material. Right. You wanna get that out. It doesn't cost that much money. And the more you, you know, the more you buy the the cheaper it is or so the amount, you know. I just um, felt
2: like a bum every time I asked for money. Like, hi, my name is Jacob. Uh, <laughs> can I have some change? Like-
1: <laughs> I'm a real estate broker, and I don't even ask. People. I'm not even a pushy real estate broker. Like, I never. Like, people are like, "Well, we have a friend." I'm like, "Good, use them. Don't use me. I don't want to." Like, <laughs> 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 you know? like, I was like luckily, like I said, it all well worked out. Cause yeah, I'm the same way. You feel, especially for this, because there's like the value is hard to prove because you don't know if you're going to win or not. You can have a good chance. And, but the support from Twitter, just most of my fundraisers were from the nation. It wasn't even from like, <laughs> you know, but it was so sweet that support again, because there's a lot of different people on Twitter that support me. And that's, that's been like eye opening to kind of makes you like, yeah, I am supposed to do this, even though I don't want to, <laughs> but we're going
0: to yeah. do it. That, yeah. That's um that's how I felt a lot. Most of the people that bought a raffle ticket or a raffle slot for the 3d printer were not in Maryland. Uh, You know, the, We as libertarians, we have to support each other any way that we can. And when somebody runs for office, somebody that you agree with or that you like, or maybe you've met in some convention or you just like what they say on Twitter or something like that, we got to support each other. I mean, that's that's what we got to do. I've never met Jacob and I asked him to come on this podcast, like my podcast with me, because I know I trust him and, you know, we follow like you get a feel for how somebody is whether talking to them a couple of times or watching them on podcasts or interacting with them online. Um, and, and when you're a libertarian, you have that extra layer of comfort with these people because you know that they agree with you politically.
2: It's like every time somebody comes into uh Liberty Twitter, it's like everyone feels it. <laughs> That's like an outsider. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna name names, but you know, there's several examples. <laughs> It's like we're all fighting with each other, and then all of a sudden, somebody, some outsider comes in, and we all, like, turn and, you know, start fighting with them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's such a funny culture on there, isn't it? It
2: is. It's so weird.
1: (laughs) It's been my last week. I I mean, once COVID happened, and I got into Twitter and found the community, and then that's that's why I'm here now. And luckily, you know, I found a ton of people in Colorado and then got involved with LP and MC, so... It's like the best people, like I hate that COVID happened and I'm still so pissed about it, but the silver lining was, it was all this, which I'm so grateful for.
0: Yeah. That's how I was too. I was a, always, a I was libertarian for years before COVID, but COVID made me get active and actually yep. start going to meetings and things like that. So like, yeah, I agree with you. COVID fucking sucked. And, but it brought so many people into the Liberty fold, uh, Cool I, people too, like
1: people yeah, I don't know how I, old you are, but there's like I feel like it's a younger like like our the whole board, I don't know if Utah I know Maryland, some of your guys too, but like the whole board is young and I've I've volunteered on boards before where they're like begging young people to get involved mm-hmm. or like not even just forty, around forty year olds to get yeah. involved. Because it's all old people, right? And I'm like, oh, the whole LP Colorado board is like everybody's soup in their thirties for Christ's sake.
0: So yep. that's, like- that's how uh, our board is uh, you know, its average age is probably 34 years old yeah, for our board. Uh, so,
2: yeah, I think we're everybody over here. Like we have all all ages, so it works. Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: The the old guard in our state, they were very very gatekeepy kind of and um uh, you were involved as much as you force yourself to be involved. Whereas the way we're operating now, because I'm on the executive board myself, is that everything is run by subcommittees of central committee members of the state. Like if you want to, if this is your thing, join this subcommittee. You know, if you're you want to want to be involved in comms or uh you know messaging candidate referrals and and candidate help like everything is just subcommittees and it's not run by you know a, a centralized group of people it's just like anybody who wants to be involved who is you know pay their dues registered libertarian and stuff like that and uh i feel like that's the way going forward as as the old trickle themselves out and the new come in you know we are as Mises people were very decentralized revolution, right? So my, we should decentralize our state parties and our county parties and stuff like that. So that's what we're doing. Um, So uh, Jessica, when is your, when is your election? Like when,
1: november 7th
0: november 7th oh, and, and i
1: actually get i have to get signatures in like three weeks in august i'd get like 25 signatures so i should be able to get that just from registered lp people in my district and stuff but i'll be doing a bunch of door knocking by then anyways well so that's my next like have to do hurdle
0: so are you i don't know see this is what sucks is that every state has different you know rules and laws and stuff like that pertaining to ballot every access city.
1: every city in each state has a different mm-hmm.
0: so it, the way it works in maryland is as long as your highest uh highest build candidate gets at least one percent then you get access across the board so we had a governor this year he got over one percent so we're we're good for you know the next four years uh so what do you have to do? So are you actually on the ballot now, or do you have to petition to get? The that's yeah. That's
1: the one thing I have to do. Still in August is get the twenty-five signatures. Then I'll officially be on the ballot. So that's, why do you
0: have to? Why do you have to wait till August?
1: That's just their their rules. They're like it's from August first, August like fifteenth or something. Like it's still, it's like an arbitrary Christ. date too. So, Jump
0: like, through these hoops. Yeah. <laughs> but, Jump through this tiny hoop that's on fire. <laughs> yeah. um, so and then you can, can be part forward. of the club, Ooh. and then then democracy can reign, right? Yeah. That, that is democracy. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a bunch of frat games. <laughs> it's, it's it's
1: all hoity-toity, like like you said. Like I've gone to some of the chamber events now too, and I know the chamber is good for business people, free market, capitalists, blah blah. blah but I'm like, the, the most people don't go to these snobby events. They're not no. there. The average, my average constituent isn't there to hobnob and know who's who and all this stuff so like that's something I'm, like i wanted like i know i'll have to do some of that stuff but i'm totally gonna call it out too i'm gonna be like no i'm with the people i'm gonna call it out
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean that's that's what we need we need we need politicians we need people like us to get in the office and be like let's like make this a little bit norm- more normal like we're not robots we're not a bunch of like dorky lawyer nerds like (laughs) we're actually people that live in this community and want to change things so let's like just be normal people we don't have to be like this you know cringy old school kind of way of doing things and you can do it with just your language sure you can have the same procedures but you can just like not be so square about what you're actually saying yeah over here it's um, uh,
2: a bunch of real estate agents and uh, oh, that's, that, that's, that, really that's everybody. So, <laughs> I'm my not
1: a, like, I'm not a super successful real estate. It's always just like, I have my license. That's what I tell people. I'm like, I have my life, <laughs> not one of those real estate people.
0: So, <laughs> so um, it's not my personality, <laughs> <laughs> right? And you meet those people, who are like, oh, hey if you ever want a house you know yeah do you need a house like (laughs) dude i'm just trying to talk to you about about normal things i don't want to fucking buy a house i'm good i'm not trying to sell my house it's okay it's all good calm down it's all good uh
2: real estate agents are the djs of your 30s so you know makes sense I would say
1: um, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a poor man's trophy wife with a real estate license. It's very cliche, <laughs> super cliche, and I'm
0: part. Oh, uh, so um, what are your like your big your your big bullet points that you're running on? Um,
1: um well, so one thing is. Like a very specific, can I say like a specific issue I'm, I want to work on or do I just bullet points?
0: No, on? yeah. Be very specific, as specific as possible. I want, you know, localities are my focus. So I want to hear what the problems are in your town.
1: So the biggest thing right now that like a lot of people are still kind of up in arms about is three years ago, the guy I'm running against now and another person who was on the board, they decided, so we're, it's a big sprawling suburb on the west side of Deborah up against the mountains. Like it's a huge It's hilly. It's, like, huge. So they decided, well, we're going to make it so you can't – so everybody has to use one trash service through the city. So it'll be one, which I know some smaller cities do that, and that makes sense, whatever. But this – it just – we don't do that here. (laughs) We have our choice of garbage people here. So they, they, they voted it through, and at the point of time, the guy I'm running against, in an article, he said something like, man, we've just listened to so much testimony and it is so difficult. And this is why we can't take it to a vote. He said he doesn't think people should vote on it, which I'm like, you can't be saying that. You can't be in a, like, everything needs to come to a vote. What about democracy, right? I thought we were all about democracy. So that's when they attempted to recall him and uh, it didn't go through, but they did finally say, okay, okay, you can opt out of the service. But now everybody pays basically a fee. If you opt out, you're still paying like $8 now for it's just like a tax, a trash tax or a trash service you don't even use. And luckily, the the other companies have been good and have like given prices like $8 less, you know, they've been really good about it. But it's like there's no we need to get rid of that. Like there's no reason that should still be around. So like I'd love to go after that. And then and once I get in and I'm going to like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to be like, everyone needs to explain <laughs> everything to me very slowly. Like explain how all of this works so I can tell <laughs> the people how it works. Cause that's what I want to do is nobody pays attention to local. I don't, no, I'm guilty of that before too. So it's that's like so I disruptive. I, know, I, know. I want people to see what's going on. a little. How bit dare you? <laughs> Crazy. So I would love to see if there's any other little fees like that have been tacked on, you know, there's been, that have passed by boats and whatnot before but that you never know they're like little things they've tacked on so i'd like to find that we have um don't really have a homeless problem yet in our area or anything to go after we do have a a proposed planned out tollway going through it going to be built supposedly but it's like won't have an on or off ramp into the city but people are going to be paying taxes for it so that'll be an issue hey daniel um So that'll be something um, I always want to make sure, like our city actually did good. City of Arvada did good during COVID. They protected the businesses a little bit from the public health department, but I would love to like somehow build more barriers to where the public health department does not have the final say over like the businesses in the city. And um, yeah, that's kind of the biggest stuff, but I definitely just. To have someone different on there because it's very different. And I don't want to be a career (laughs) politician either. Like, this is is like, I I am messing up the other guy's plan because I'm sure he wanted to do term out in this and then he'd run for mayor because the mayor that's stepping down this year has been there like 35 years or something, you know, so
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's like. Dorky and boring. We don't need that. We need like normal. Maybe I could help change the culture to where it's almost like a jury duty or something where just it's someone different each time, you know, who's a normal person who doesn't want to be a politics. Right.
0: Well, that's what I, I when I was running. I, like I'm just a normal guy, right? I'm just I'm 31 years old. I have a wife, a kid, I own my home. I've lived here, you know, majority of my life. You know, it and people are like, Oh, you're running for office? I'm like yeah i'm running for office like you should run for office even if i don't agree with you you should run for office too. like it's just more people more normal people should just run for office and i think that even if it's something that we don't uh politically align with all the way it's better than these you know like i'll say the lawyers and you know all these big you know monopolistic business owners that are in your area that own some, you know, construction company that built all the houses in your area. Right. Like it's those kind of people that like, yeah, sure. We are free market capitalists, but at the same time, if nobody's actually trying to question or work against those people, then is it really a free market or is it a monopoly and things are just, you know, folding over. So it's like, be that normal, normal person with a normal life that, Still has to go to work nine to five and run a campaign at the same time and show more people that you can actually do it. Like, you can do it. Like, sure, you're not going to be able to, to hang out by the pool and you're not going to be able to spend as much time with your kid or whatever, but you can run for office. It's only for a few months, it's a short term kind of thing. And if you win, then you're really starting to make changes. But, you know, it, even without winning, you can still make changes. You know, the, you don't know how pissed off, like, like the guy that I was running against, he was the, uh, Senate minority, uh, chairman, uh, for the Senate, he law, he got dethroned after this campaign because if I had to believe I, this is, I, this, I want to believe that he did so poorly against a third party candidate with no Democrat that they were upset with how he performed. I mean, I got 20 over 27% of the vote. Sure, it's not it doesn't sound like a lot, Until but when you're in a deep red district with a 16-year incumbent and a third party candidate who just comes out of nowhere gets you know pushing 30% of the vote, like that's pretty bad. You're 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 not doing well because that means that people didn't vote. Democrats uh, voted for you for me in you know, kind of a, a protest vote. And then people legitimately voted for me because they liked what I was saying and didn't like him being the establishment Republican. So like, local politics is crazy. Uh, You never know what's going to happen. We just had a a Mises guy in a small town in Maryland who just became mayor. He was uh, county council and now he's mayor. He's 30, 32, 33 years old. I just had him on the other week ago. And he's the mayor now. He's the mayor of a fucking town. Like, you don't know what you can do if you just le- at least run for office. You know, you say a lot of people like you, then run for office because you might win if you got enough friends.
1: We got, we got, we won a little mayor out here too. He's still mayor, Aaron Lamb, and he's niece's caucus as well. He was kind of the spark too, where it was like he won and then we were all like, okay. Because what happened to Colorado was the left came in and slowly took over local politics like crazy there's like it's you can like see it see it i mean no one was paying attention i'm guilty too so like now it's like all right let's let's do it and you know what it's gonna take time it may not work whatever but like I have you have to try i think if you you if you don't win whatever you got the message out if you do win, you get to do things if you if it seems like it was corrupt maybe you could expose some corruption in the voting or whatever because it's such a small small thing to control you know so i don't know i just don't see it yeah like if you can do it and i i pretty much think all the crazy stuff that happened to me probably won't happen to most people <laughs> yeah,
0: like,
1: no. i think they'll be better off like i'll be the sacrifice <laughs> <You know? laughs> i don't i think it'll be fine if other people run but it is fun to like do it and like now i'm like okay Next time, I didn't think I'd run a big campaign, so I didn't do a P.O. box. Well, guess what? I would definitely tell people, get a P.O. box. Yes, yes. I can
0: attest to that. Get a P.O. box.
1: There are crazy (laughs) people out there who (laughs) post your address for no reason whatsoever. So, learn it as we go.
2: There's just so many strange people. I met a lot of strange people uh, running, and it was... Yeah, I, I've got to back up that P.O. box idea because, wow, <laughs> I don't want these people having just general access to all of my information.
0: Yeah. So. yeah like
1: they I find out anyway, so might as well not make it easier. For yeah, us.
0: don't make it easy because yeah. I if you go – you can search my name on Google now and like the third page down, they don't get rid of that, that information. That doesn't come yeah. off the state website, at least in Maryland. So it's like three – Three things down, there's my address. <laughs> that, that, that's my house. That's where I live. That's where my kid lives.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. I, I advocate for the P.O. box 100%. Yeah. 100% so if anyone's absolutely.
1: listening, if you're just start going to be signing up anytime soon, get a P.O. box to put down on your however you fill out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Okay. Yeah. My dad was my dad, he was my bigger supporter, of course. You know, good dad, and uh, he was like, "What if like journalists start coming up to your house and stuff?" I'm like, uh, "I guess I'm fucked. I gotta just gotta deal with it. I guess."
1: And now I'm like, "I wish one of them would. I wish <laughs> that would would come to my house. Like, I want to talk to him so bad." <laughs> so
0: cool. that's been pretty quiet. Has he has he said anything to you recently at all, or has he kind of? No, I'm sure
1: too? they told him like, "Stay off of Twitter, you dumb dumb." And, I'm sure, like if. I'm sure if I – because I went off right away. I'm sure if I cut my mouth shut, maybe I could have had a case against him for something or something, but with his journalistic ethics, who knows? But I'm sure they're like, bro, well, <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Was so- and
0: he – if nothing else, he gave you more promotion oh, yeah. than than exactly. anything. He I think he did more positive for your campaign. I couldn't have
1: paid negative. for that. I couldn't no, I got ten thousand followers absolutely. on Twitter just from that alone. <laughs> I could not for the direct targeting advertisement he did for me.
0: That's great. See that that's what we need. We need more idiot uh, journalists to cover us.
1: Yeah, and now uh, I'm fine with it. I'm like, come on, now, now that I've been through like three attacks, now I'm like, bring it. What's next? You're gonna find some <laughs> sexy pictures of me? Oh, I am lot. Okay, <laughs> like, let's talk about policy.
2: Is <laughs> who you want in your office?
1: <laughs>
0: right. Well, it's like that one school that the the mom was doing OnlyFans and they kicked the kid out of the school because the mom was doing OnlyFans. Yeah. It's like, pff, come on, man. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Like. That nothing to already do with teased it. enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jessica, is there anything uh, that you want us to know about your campaign? Right. Because I already asked you about, you know, your issues and kind of how you ran for office or what made you want to run for office. But like, is there anything that you want anybody and this is not even locally, obviously, but anybody that you want to take from your campaign? Like, you have, like, a bigger, broader, like, thought process or message behind your campaign?
1: Um. Well, definitely spreading the seeds of liberty. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, since I'm planning on going door to door and actually talking and I'm going to be, I'm not trying to sell me. I'm going to ask people what their issues are. Like, my issues page is pretty basic because I'm like, I want to find out what their issues are. So maybe just the, like, f- further goal of, I don't know, just, just like just planting the seeds to people that the government doesn't need to push them around so much, and they can push back, and they can like think things differently. And it's not radical; it's not radical to say, "Hey, maybe the government should be fucking us so hard." Like that's not radical, do you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Trying and to spread that kind of message.
0: And if the past three years don't show anybody anything, like I, I've noticed that there are just people that's your it's not worth your time right they are so they're such cucks for the state that there's like literally nothing you can do about it and there's no sort of great idea great plan great policy that you can put into place that people actually will respond to because they're just so indoctrinated in how the way that they, sh- they should think about things you know it we always laugh on twitter about you know the mpc with the current thing like There, you're going to meet a lot of people like that, and it's just not worth your effort. You know what I mean? For me, like, if if Ukraine was kind of a bigger deal, like I did have instances where I just walked by houses with Ukraine flags. Yeah, with the
1: like, we in this house we believe Black Lives Matter
0: because (laughs) because they're not going to hear that. You like, yes, you you do believe Black Lives Matter, but you don't believe that this version of this, you know clear and, and cut and, and nice organized way of black lives matter is what you agree with. Right. So I, yeah, I, there's been those houses where we believe in science, black lives matter and all this stuff. And you just, I'm I'm not wasting my little bit of resources. I'm not giving them this mailer or this piece of, I'm not wasting my time. I'm just moving on. Um, so yeah, that's, I agree with that. And that's, you know, that's a big part of it you got you got to recognize you have limited time lim- limited energy and you're not going to convince everybody so uh you know pinpointing and that's when like us as libertarians we have kind of a uh we're shortfalling because we don't have that data that the other parties have and that's what i realized is that the the two major parties have this data of how people have voted in the past and they can bring it back, you know, 20 some years for some of these people. What we're getting is if any data, we're getting limited data and it's usually like independent candidate or, you know, a single candidate that's paying for all this data. Like, Oh, this is how this person voted last year. You know, it's our resources are so much more limited than the two major parties that we have to work five times as hard and also recognize when we need to be selective and who we're spending time with because our time is limited. You know, most of us have daytime jobs. I you know I work a regular it's not nine to five, but I work a nine to five job. So I, I had limited limited time and I was you know I'm raising a kid and I have a house and you know fucking pool if you ever had a pool. God fucking hate pools. Never get a <laughs> pool. God I hate that thing. But uh But yeah, you know it's you 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 you're fighting against you know the biggest army that you've ever experienced, and you you don't even you don't even realize it until you're in that fold. Um, So, like, what do you have so far in your campaign? Do you have any words of wisdom besides the PO box uh, and the you know the Ukraine flags walking by those houses? Do you have any (laughs) words of recommendation for people that are thinking about running for office?
1: I don't know. Definitely be like we. You have you do still have to be yourself to some extent. You can't like, especially someone like me where I was, was kind of so well known and like everyone's already mad. They're like, oh, you're not posting pictures anymore. <laughs> you <gotta be laughs> politics, you know. And I'm like, yeah, like. But I would say definitely still be yourself and not let them intimidate you. I know, like, that like I had a talk with Mister Forrest my like like stuff gets too weird at a certain point. You know, then we'll decide if I need to but I'm not like letting them intimidate me at all. And I don't care if I don't win at this point either. Cause I'm like, we've already been through the freaking ringer. So I might as well like move forward and do that. Um, Maybe have things more in place. Well, this is another thing though. Cause we're not the, we don't have Act blue and stuff, but like, when that guy, I didn't have all my stuff ready yet. Cause he didn't have, to, you know, just to file the paperwork, you don't have to have your like bank account and stuff set up. And I didn't have it set up yet, but I like that was when I, what, I should have had it set up. Cause when it very first hit all the donations and stuff, you know, but to so maybe being a little more prepared with certain things before actually filing, just in case something happens where someone wants to make a big deal out of it and you can <laughs> monetize your haters. That's, good advice to monetize your haters. Yeah, yeah it's a great bad. idea.
0: Yep. Uh, Jacob, you got any questions for Forrest, Mommy?
2: So, what do you plan on doing if you actually win? Like, they they announce it, and then, what What then?
1: When I start going to the things, and I start act, not <laughs> acting dumb. Like I said, I'll be dumb, and I want to make them explain everything slowly to me. Um, probably get a little more involved with like the chamber and stuff a little bit but i'm not gonna be the snob about it um and still i would like when i go to door door knocking too i want to ask people how can i if i get in how can i what will make you pay attention more other than maybe just watching because they have like the city council youtube it's on youtube and stuff like that but like maybe what else can i do that would make you pay attention more and then do those things for those people if that means more because you know they send out these fluffy newsletters, which I'm sure I'll send a newsletter out too. But maybe like I'll have more like town halls, like for just for mm-hmm. the constituents and stuff like that, which would be fun. Uh, it's so funny because I literally <laughs> like I hate public speaking and everything, and then like right away I was like,
0: <laughs> "Me Come too." Speak
1: here comes me, Come and I'm like, "Well, I guess I gotta get good at it," which I'm not yeah. good at it, but it's gonna get better. I'm I'm not scared of it anymore. At least I'm like, oh, "That'll that'll improve," but yeah.
0: When it's tough for us, because uh, as third party candidates, we don't get much uh, opportunity to practice public speaking. I had one public speaking engagement uh, during the campaign and it was a forum and I I did okay, Right. But, um, you know, I had a local local radio news guy. You know, he said I did a good job, whatever. But there, I wasn't convincing anybody at that forum because I was so goddamn nervous. Like you know, you're in a, a oh, yeah. church, a church room full is you know 250 people. Million. It's just yeah. surreal, absolutely surreal. So uh, I would advise public speaking classes if you yes. them.
2: yes, um, especially if you've never done it before. Yeah, um, I was able to make a slam dunk on a Democrat. Um, largely, Utah is a deeply red state, except for Salt Lake City. Um, and the, <laughs> the Democrat running against, or the Democrat in my race had mentioned something about how he was a political minority. And I look over at him and I'm like, Oh really? And the whole crowd just laughed about it. And <laughs> kind of put him to shame about that. So
0: I, I had that same thing. I, he was because, you know, we're Maryland. We're obviously like, we're super Democrat. Right. So the guy I was running against, Republican. He was one of the few Republicans in the state Senate and he was got asked a question talked about how he's the minority, whatever. And so I got asked the same question and I walked up and I said, well, if he's the minority, then I'm the super minority. And that's, it just made the entire (laughs) room laugh because like, you know, you're the people recognize that you are just the, the most super minority group of politicians or, you know, people running for office in the area and if you can make light of that and recognize that and recognize that you're not you know top tier political you know you know person then you know being normal right recognizing that you're not you know the shit right recognize that people people eat it up and people like it so that was you know you got to have moments like that in your public speaking engagements that, you know, make you feel like you're, okay, I'm not so bad at this, right? I made a bunch of people laugh while I'm trying to talk about politics. So, yeah, it's fun.
1: The funny thing, too, about being the, the real minority party is when they made a big deal in the local paper about us being libertarians and something I had said is something else I'd love to do is to get DEI taxpayer dollars to stop paying for these DEI trainings for all the government employees, right? And so at the very end, of, at the very end of this article, which they were all just trashing as libertarians, the whole article, he goes, no, we need to keep DEI so we can be more inclusive. <laughs> like you just spent a whole <laughs> article including us. Like they're just so, oh, you don't man. get it. They don't. And it's so easy to point that out. Like to us, we would all see that instantly, but they just, oh, they just. <laughs> they're,
0: they're the biggest group of hypocrites that uh, oh. I think exists. So, um, so, with that, uh, Jessica Forrest, mommy, uh, really appreciate you coming on. Um, I think you did me more favors coming on the podcast than I did uh-huh. you any favors, <laughs> but I uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, definitely excited to keep watching your campaign. It's probably one of the largest ones that we're all watching right now, at least <laughs> some these people. So, th- there's no pressure, no pressure at all. You- <laughs> but you Don't have to, trim. you have just to glad
1: everyone like knew me before it even like, so everyone's like, all right, we, we know what we're getting into.
0: So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hopefully most people know what they're getting into. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Very and you're going to get a lot of love on YouTube I mean, every, everybody loves you. You're, you're the, uh, one of the star children of the Liberty circle on, on Twitter and the world. So um, I appreciate you coming on. I really do. And uh, is there anything, any shout outs you want to give any links? you know, campaign website. I put it up there. I can put it up there again right now. Uh, yeah, just uh
1: like Linktree for Mommy. It's got all my stuff. Just of the website. Um but yeah, it's about it. Thanks all like the FM universe has been a huge thing for me. And Paul, my producer Paul, gotta shout him out because it's like I was running this podcast. I was trying to grow this podcast. Like Mike, I had this dream to have forest mommy network. Right. And then, <laughs> then I got a little busy with stuff. So I have a lot of help. So shout out to the FMU. That's it.
0: Yeah. Podcast. People don't realize how much effort it does take to even do just a podcast. Like it's, it's it's a lot right even so, you want uh,
1: just even barely any production value just even the bare minimum is a lot is of a work. lot
0: of effort i i the actual <laughs> podcasting
2: is like the last thing you do and it's like maybe this small part of it
0: yeah yeah it's the like, rest of it is trying to promote it trying yeah. to make graphics and i'm i am so bad with technology i've <laughs> a time with like the graphics and the thumbnails and all that shit so uh yeah having a producer i can imagine is is nice but uh Jacob, anything else you want to say? Give your shout out. Go ahead. Well, I got to
2: say, I think it's really cool that uh, both of you guys decided to run um, Forest Mommy. That's uh, killer that you're making waves because honestly, it's going to come back and it's going to make people interested of like, why are they saying these things? Because I guarantee there's a lot of people who hate that reporter (laughs) and they're going to be like, well, what does she say? And then they're going to look into it and then there you go. You got yourself a voter. So I think it's really awesome. Uh, especially w- with anybody with reach, um, we- when they run, it makes it look cool and it's not so, <laughs> you know, good for you. So, um, with that, I would just say, uh, check out my show rise to Liberty. Uh, you can find me at risetoliberty.com slash links. And, uh, have been away for a minute, just doing some things in the background, but I've got some, uh, some big interviews coming up and, uh, Updating all that stuff behind the scenes, like we were just talking about graphics, new video intro, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on, Brian. And, uh, anytime you guys need me,
0: let me know. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming on, Jacob. Jessica, thanks for coming on, talking about your campaign. Uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll hook up again, uh, further down the road, make sure, see how everything's going, give us a nice update because uh, polit- local politics is crazy and things can <laughs> change in a heartbeat. They really can. I know how it goes. So, uh, thanks guys for coming on. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, if you are listening on Spotify or Apple, please give us a five-star review, write a review. If you can help with the algorithms, YouTube, like, and subscribe and, uh, Twitter and Facebook, give us that follow. And, uh, I would really appreciate it. So with that, everybody, thank you for coming on. Thanks for joining co-host guest thank you very much uh i owe you a thousand thank yous and uh, we'll see you guys next week